What's up, guys? You're tuned in to The Scoreboard with your hosts, Michael Hill and Ryan Kay. Check them out every Tuesday night right here on Podomatic Radio, the best part of your day via podcast. What is up, everybody? It is January 10th, 2023. You are listening to the scoreboard brought to you by Anchor. This is where two bros talk about sports, pop culture, and everything else in between. You guys could have been anywhere else in the world, but you're here with us. And for that, we appreciate you. We're your host, the Heartbreak Kid, Michael Hill, and your arcade, Ryan K. How are you doing, my man? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Holy shit. shit. Fuck 2022. Fuck 2021, too. Fuck 2021. And fuck, fuck 2020. Fuck, fuck 2020, quite frankly. Shit. This uh, this this decade has started out real lemon booty, bro. <laughs> this shit, shit stank, bruh. So, I like, did you enjoy your time off? What you, what you get into, man? Man, uh, I'm trying to think of what all I got into. Uh, hung out with some of the homies, uh, met up with my family. We went up to Earl Street. You know what? I like that's a great place. And whenever I'm in the Anderson downtown area, I gotta go. Dude, gotta go back. dude, dude, I'm telling you, man, like I I don't fuck around when it comes to food, man. If I put somebody on, I put somebody on. You know oh, the chicken and waffles wasn't hitting, but that but then grits and shit. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I'm saying, man, that the the um the menu's just crazy as yeah. fuck, bro. And then, dude, I let you have one of those fritters. I remember you're like, you're like, man, them shits hit. Yeah, like, shit's hit, so man. yeah, that place that place bangs. Um, but yeah, man, like I said again, it's crazy because it's like in a, it's like in a little like hole in the wall place. Yeah, it's fucking dope, man. I fucking love that place. But uh, but yeah, dude, like uh, you know, we met up with some of the homies over Christmas, which was cool. Uh, big big bro hang. Um, I had a lot of those. Yeah, like not only with y'all, but just like with other people as well. Yeah, man. I try. I tried to get up with people when I could. Um, I went. I went to go see my dad and like you know all my cousins. Right on. You know what I'm saying for New Year's. So you know what I'm saying shout out to all of them. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, I said, it, it was a good time. Yeah, we did a big. Ba- we did family stuff. Um, you know, I didn't do family stuff until the week of New Year's because like my sister, we, we always have to like plan our Christmas around that. But I saw my yeah. uncle and and uh, his kids 
on um fucking christmas so that was cool um dude i spent my christmas like how vince staples like spends his christmas alone and nobody calling him dude i i spent my actual I, christmas I, I, I day actually, I, I, I napped i napped like, I fell all asleep. day i slept all day i slept like all day dude i was listening to music i nap i wake up watch a little bit of basketball Go back to sleep, wake up, play a little bit of video games, go back to sleep. Dude, I was just Christmas Day was lit. Yeah, it was awesome. That that shit was that shit was fine. I I just, I just texted people about like Merry Christmas and all that shit. Yeah, man. And I, I was just at home chilling. Yeah, man. I was at home chilling. So we hope you guys had a uh, had a great New Year. Hopefully your 2023 is lit, man. Like I'm, I'm pulling, I'm pulling for everybody to have a good year this year. Because Lord knows, I'm pulling for me to have a good year this year. I need it. I've been holding L's. Been holding too many L's. And I'm tired of holding L's. <laughs> but you know who but you know who would probably hold the biggest L right now as of 2023 and we're only 10 days in. You Ryan, you know what that means when somebody has a old L. That means that we have to go to work. And if you're not and if you're not familiar with that, me and Ryan have a place called the Scoreboard Bar and Grill where we try to see something for three something. You know what I'm saying? I'm the chef and the cook and the arcade is the manager. And you know what I'm saying? Usually, I like my favorite customers are the New York Jets because they fucking suck, the Patriots because they didn't make the Super Bowl, and that makes me extremely happy. The fucking Flyers because they fucking suck. But we got a new, we got a new fucking Patriot. Also, Lamal the Packers losing to the fucking Lions. Lamal, I had to throw that in there. Fuck them. Oh yeah, that too, that too, that too. I like because they hold nails too. But we got a new patron. A new patron. We probably got a lifetime patron, and nothing makes me happier than having a fucking lifetime patron to the fucking school board hot, uh, like, you know, bar and grill, where we serve up hot L's. We give you L's the way that I like my women. Hot. So, all I'm saying, man, well, before, I actually like this team. I hate what, I hate what happened to them. Uh, who you tell them? I hate what happened to them. Hate what happened? It still doesn't mean I like. Okay. Still, still doesn't mean they don't get a spot. Oh, absolutely. They got. They got. No, a, the, 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 they got a table. They, they, they got. They got a table for life. That shit sucked, man. That's a table for life. <laughs> and if you don't know what we're talking about with this opening monologue, we're talking about that disgrace of a national title game that, like, they you know that that the whole world had the displeasure, unless you're a Georgia fan, of witnessing last night. <clears throat> Dude, the thing is, man. So, I imagine that was a really good night for Georgia fans. You know, by ha- by the time halftime rolled around, they got to take their sisters to bed and, you know, like bust that, like use that, use that like boner that they got from the game on them. I'm, I'm fucking kidding, obviously. Like some Georgia fans. I know some <laughs> decent Georgia fans. I'm totally kidding. But, uh, fucking, dude, that game, dude. There was a point in time where that game was ten to seven. Yeah. And then just all of a but sudden, you know what? I like even then. E- even then, I, I I didn't feel like you know what I'm saying it was going to be much of a game. You knew. Yeah, I knew it wasn't either. Wait, wait a minute, You're like, because I'm gonna ask you a question. I like you know like do you, there was a point. There was a point in time where I when I was like, you know what, this one's going to be good. You want to know what that moment was? Was Stetson Bennett like you know goes into the end zone untouched? That's yeah. why I was like, you know what? Yeah, it might be a long fucking night, dude. Here's the thing, man. TCU's players, okay, Georgia's players were bigger and faster, stronger and stronger, and it was just blatantly obvious really early 
that that was the kind of situation it was going to be. I, I like Max Duggan had that. I had that, and I love I love Max Duggan. He's cool. I said like, he had that touchdown, and like, and I was telling my homeboy Graham, I was like, you know what? He got him that one time. That shit gonna be over with. They gonna be looking for that. Yeah. I like, and sure enough. Mm-hmm. Yep, that was an adjustment, and they just were on that ass the rest of the time. Dude. The th- oh, go ahead. We're gonna make, oh, go ahead. You got it. All right. <clears throat> Ryan, I like, because I'm going to make this point, and I was telling people, because people are sitting there wondering why, how TCU came so flat. And everything you said, that them being bigger, faster, and stronger is absolutely correct. But I have a d- different approach to it. And like all the ammunition was wasted on Michigan. That's true. That's true. Because, I mean, dude, they had two pick sixes in that game. You know what I'm saying? I like, and they were, and like you had, you had like a month to so prepare. And like you were doing some shit that Michigan wasn't ready for. You know, like you basically emptied your clip to even get into the national title game, and then you got like That's a true. week, you get like a week or two to prepare. That ain't that same shit ain't gonna work on Georgia. You're yep. not gonna have a month to prepare and cook up something new like that. That's true. That's that's a good point. Um. You have a long time to prepare for that first game in the playoff, and then, but uh. Man, that's a very valid point. Um, it just, dude, that's just a fucking travesty, though, because the thing is, like, college football desperately needs new blood and needs, like, legitimate teams that aren't in the picture doing well. And TCU was a good story all year, like, for sure, because, you know, like, Again, fresh face. Generally a likable program. Nobody's fucking... Nobody irrationally hates TCU except for people in the Big 12 yeah. that, like, have to deal with them. You know what I'm saying? Like, like people, like, Texas fans and, like, Oklahoma fans are like, eh, fuck them. You know, but, but outside of that, like, generally the country's perception of TCU is, like, pretty good. So you need, like I said, you need fresh faces. And the fact that a fresh face showed up and a fresh face showed up in this title game and got their genitals kicked into the fucking sun. It's a bad look. So, which brings me to a question to you because everything you said was valid. You have an extremely valid point. You said something about bringing in fresh faces. And my thing is, as much as I like fresh faces, what's the point in having fresh faces whenever you, whenever they step up, step on the field? They like they don't, they don't, they don't deserve to be there. Yeah. And and it shows. That's they the, they, they had no business stepping on the field with Georgia, and it fucking showed. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of when Notre Dame went up against it's Alabama. The same thing. They had no business, and it showed. Not to be this asshole, the year that Alabama stepped on the field with Clemson, and Clemson beat the brakes off of them, you know, in 2018. Yeah. Alabama did not deserve to be on the field with Clemson that year. No. Clemson was the best team in the country that year. Y'all would have ran anybody. We would have ran anybody that year. That's just, it didn't matter. Like, fucking, that was Alabama. Alabama was wire to wire number one until they stepped into that game and we yeah. beat the shit out of them. Yeah, y'all would have ran anybody. Y'all yeah. like y'all was by far the best team in college football. But, and if anybody thought differently, they were like they were delusional. Yeah. Or they were just on the Alabama Kool-Aid, which I'm never on. Yeah. So yeah, because Alabama's one of those teams, it's like they're when when Alabama is truly at a different level, like the the Mac Jones year, yeah. You know. You know. You just see it you all see year. It. Like, that whole year, you just see it. Yeah, you've seen that shit. Yeah, so, you know. Um, like I said, man, again, they're just... Which, like, you know, which, like, if, with this going on, 
you got people rumbling talking about see this is why we need an 8 or a 12 team playoff it would just be that much worse though is my thought process is I just feel like these lower seeds okay you have a fucking like yeah okay so like what what, what did they say they were expanding it to do you remember offhandedly like what, how big the playoff is do you might, remember? it might be eight an eight team playoff okay because you got the mouth breathing Alabama fans saying we should have been in there this that and the third like yeah. y'all probably would have got ran too Here's the thing. The four in the five game and the three in the six game might be good games. Yeah. The two in the seven and the one in the eight will never be a good game. Not once will that be a good game. Because the thing is, think about it like this. If you have an eight seed, Georgia was the number one seed and Georgia was the best team most of the year. Um, if you had a team, let's say, I'm trying to think of a team that was kind of flirting around at a given point in time, and I don't know who finished in the eighth spot, but let's just say... I think around USC, I think. I said, I said, let's say USC. Yeah. Georgia beat the shit out of USC because yeah. USC can't stop anything. Yeah, we can't stop nobody. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's the, the, that's just... Think about the quality of games you're going to be seeing. You're going to be seeing Alabama versus um, like a two-loss Florida team. Yeah. And both of the losses are bad. You're going to see Alabama versus a team like Boise State that goes undefeated. Yeah. In a, you, you, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the kind of shit you're going to see in that game. And like, and that's why I was never really a fan of it. I don't love the... I don't, I, I don't love the 18 playoff. I like... And Alabama fans just need to shut the fuck up. You lost two games. You didn't even make it to your fucking conference game. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, that, it's like, dude, y'all have had plenty. Like, shut y'all, shut y'all mouthy asses up. Don't lose. Don't, yeah, lose. don't lose. Don't lose. Don't lose. I like, Take care of your business. So take care. That, 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 nobody cares when Clemson don't care. Take care of their business. Everybody just says the same thing. Well, you should have won. And like, and my thing is like, you had. And that's how I feel. You should have won. Take care of your business. I said like, Bama had two losses. To be honest with you, you can have one. That's how I feel about. It. You can have one, and and stuff can work out for you. Yeah, you can't have two losses and get in fucking playoff. Fuck you. No, there has to be the field just ha- would have like, to suck. And my thing is, Alabama already had that shit happen for them. Fuck them. Yeah, no, they're fucking losers. Um. So, anyways. Here, I have, a, I have a lot of thoughts about this um, Georgia team. Uh, before you have those, uh, the, those, yeah, thoughts, what you got? The one thing I want to say is, because I don't know where you're going with this. Like before, before you get in your, uh, in your diatribe, I just have to say, I think it's unbelievably crazy. That great was, season TCU had though. Great shout, season TCU. Great, great season TCU had. My thing is, I think it's absolutely insane that that they that they were able to repeat and probably be even more dominant, if, depending on the field. And you lose the Kobe Dean, Lewis Seen, Jordan Davis, Trayvon, like Trayvon Walker. Like that's a lot of. They had about eight guys on defense go to the NFL. Yeah, it was nuts. I'm like there's that like in a normal world that doesn't happen. Yeah. That yeah. doesn't happen. No, and it made the mere fact they were able to reload mm-hmm. that quick within like a year turnaround. Yeah, it's crazy. Hey, man, so recruiting does for you, and the, the good teams usually stay good. 
the hard part is getting good in yeah. college. Teams that are good stay good usually. Um, so here's the thing, though, man. So I'm pour a little salt on what Georgia has accomplished the last two years because fuck them, I don't care. Um, yeah, I'm a Clemson fan, and I don't particularly care for Georgia. Uh, we have grown up in this area. Um, you can speak on this as a completely neutral observer. It's about me? Yes. All right. You can speak on this. Georgia fans are some of the most obnoxious people in, that live in this area. Yeah. They're just, they're assholes. They're just, they're rude. They're mean. South Carolina fans and Clemson fans hate each other, but the one thing that they reach across the aisle for is they're like, yeah, at least we're not Georgia fans, right? And yeah. Like, they're they're mean and they're horrible. And for no they, reason. The thing is, like, I understand a little bit why they're like that because Atlanta sports is so sad mm-hmm. that, like, they're on the up and up now. Yeah, yeah, but like, they they kind of like the Braves were cursed, like they were winning in the '90s but not getting it done. The Falcons like, can never get it done. The Falcons just fucking can't get it done. The Hawks are trash. Always they have always been trash and will always be trash. Um, fucking. So I understand a little bit. We're like. This is kind of a place where, like, Atlanta people and Georgia people kind of let out their aggression. Like, I get it. Where they feel somewhat elite. Yeah, and they get to be, like, you know, it's where they can let off some steam and be, mm-hmm. you know. I understand that. You, y'all you are still, a lot of you are assholes. Which, <laughs> you could say that about a lot of fucking fan bases, but, like, Georgia fans are pretty bad. Um, so, anywho... Um, I'm going to throw a little salt on this. Um, I don't think I've ever seen a team have a weaker college football field. The last two years? The last two years than Georgia has had. And, you know, they still, hey, they still had to go out there. They still had to get it done. Mm -hmm. Kudos to them for that. Um, Repeating is really hard. I don't care what nobody say. Like last year, if DJ wasn't y'all quarterback, y'all win that game. Yeah, I think that. Um, I also would like to point out that Alabama beat the shit out of them in the SEC championship game. And then when they played in the national championship in the repeat, they had both their starting corners out. Jameson Williams got hurt. Torres ACL. Torres ACL. Um, they had other significant injuries on defense, too, if I remember correctly. Like, like some pretty significant injuries. And the game was very different, naturally, because, hey, isn't that weird? The weird thought when you have two starting corners go out and, you know, one of your best right, your best wide receiver not play? Wow, it's novel ideas. And, you know, hey, Georgia took care of their business. Revenge game. Whatever. Hey, congratulations. Sure. Um, this year... I do not think I have seen a weaker field of teams than this year. It was unbelievable. Alabama down. Defense trash. They they just weren't good. They weren't they were not scared. They almost lost to Texas. They almost They should have lost. To they should have lost to Texas. They should have lost to uh, there was another team that they fucked around. Missouri, I think it yeah. was. It was somebody like that. They fucked around. Ole Miss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Ole Miss, man. I don't fucking remember. It was some team they fucked around and like almost lost to. Um, that they had no business struggling that hard against. Um, so Alabama was mid. 
Clemson's down. The Big Ten is fucking trash. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I've smoked the Big Ten pack my whole life. They are garbage. That is a terrible conference. It is top-heavy as shit, and it is a fucking mid, and they beat up on each other, and everyone lauds the Big Ten like it's some big shit. It's not. It's fucking horrible. Fuck the Big Ten. They are garbage. TCU beat Michigan and then turned around and got BTFO'd by Georgia. What the fuck is that? And to be honest with y'all, like, you know, they barely got by Ohio State. There were some questionable calls. That is the biggest crock of shit. That fucking game made me want to kill. I do not like Ohio State very much. That, they got fucked. That, is, that was unbelievable. That targeting on Marvin Harrison Jr. And the dude didn't get ejected. The dude didn't get ejected. They didn't give them the ball on the two-yard line. They had to settle for a field goal. Changes the outcome of that game. If Ohio State gets that fucking target and they score that touchdown like they would have. Because mm-hmm. the thing is, Georgia couldn't stop them. Yeah, C.J. Stroud was cooking that defense. Yeah. C.J. Stroud was beating their ass. And then, oh, Marvin Harrison misses the rest of the game in concussion protocol, naturally. And the mere fact their other receiver did, did he opted out. CJ Stroud was had was finished that game with like threes and fours. Dudes that just weren't ready yet. Yeah. And he got them in field goal range at the end of that fucking game. Yeah. And it shouldn't even got to that point. Nah. This is stupid. And then they had that bullshit fourth down that they they overturned Dang. in favor of Georgia where the dude didn't get it. Mm-hmm. And, like, dude, the officiating in that game was horse fuck. It was awful. It was the worst officiating I've ever seen. And it's a bad look because another thing about Georgia that pisses me off is because of Atlanta being such a, a hub. Georgia just gets to just play games in Atlanta all the time. The SEC championship game is there. And yeah, Athens is in Atlanta, but I promise you, listen, I have a sister that lives in the suburbs of Atlanta. That's a Georgia Bulldog town. Yeah. I like my dad stays in Decatur. Yeah. Georgia Bulldog town. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Atlanta is a is a bulldog town. Yeah. I don't care that Georgia Tech's there. They don't care about Georgia Tech. I say it's a, it's Atlanta and it's it's the Atlanta it's Braves country and Bulldog country. Mm-hmm. Those are the two teams that like get. Those are the two teams that people care about in that city. Mm-hmm. Like so, so, the Hawks whenever they're good, but they're never they're good. never good. So that no one cares. Um. So, like I said, man, that that Georgia should have lost that fucking game. Quite frankly, they should have. They should have lost that fucking game. One hundred and ten percent. Should have lost that fucking game. But they didn't. Because, you know, fuck it, fuck all. Like, I don't know what targeting is. Yeah. Like, I guess. Even though my eyes tell me what I saw, and everyone in their fucking mom agrees that that was fucking targeting. It's the worst shit I've ever seen. I like that you got Stetson Bennett out there. <clears throat> Stetson Bennett, a grown man. He's 25 years old. He's Lamar Jackson's big age. And he's playing against fucking Nin- children. 19, 20 year olds. Fuck you, Chris Winkie. Fuck you, Brandon Whedon. And fuck you, Stetson Bennett. Fuck you, you're a loser. I hope your dealership that you inevitably open in Georgia fails. You fucking suck. <laughs> you're fucking loser. Fuck Georgia. Like, no, dude. This is the most. Dude, 
again, and you know, obviously as a Clemson fan, like I sound like sour grapes, but like, dude, literally, like when you think about it, there was no competitive. Now, you know, you can say that a lot of years, like when Alabama was running rough shot over mm-hmm. over things, but like. Jesus Christ! Like I think about like that. I like at least in Alabama's case, there were some years it didn't matter who they played. They they were, they were going to yeah get final. yeah it didn't fucking matter. Like that year that fucking Notre Dame got blasted by them. It, it didn't, didn't matter. matter. It didn't fucking matter. Who cares? That don't make a damn. You know, like I said again, I can't tell you how many times like in my life like I've looked at a college football field and like you know like just the teams dude fucking I think about that year that Southern Cal beat Shell Oklahoma mm-hmm. they fucked Auburn Auburn should have been playing in that game but they did they didn't because they just they had a hard on for Oklahoma mm-hmm. they're like no Oklahoma's gonna play in this game and then Southern Cal like put it in their poopers mm-hmm. you know like and Southern Cal probably would have beat Auburn too but it at least would have been a game Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, like, there at least was another team in the field. Yeah. The the committee just got it fucking wrong. Which is crazy because they, they, didn't, they didn't have a hard-on for the SEC like that back then. No, they didn't. They because, didn't because, but, yeah, that. no, not back then. No, not in, like, the early, mid-2000s. Because no. this, this is before. This is pre-Saban. And, that's uh, pre Yeah, that's Saban was at LSU then. Yeah, Saban was at LSU or off, like, he might have a stint in Miami. Either way, this is before pre-Alabama Saban. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah. Again, fuck, fuck out of here with that. Like, I just, I've never seen a field less, I've never seen a field more wide open. Yeah. But in a way, like, isn't that what we kind of want? You do, but you also don't want there to be one team that's so, that's like, you don't want there to be one team that feels legitimate and then there be, Two teams, like you want there to the, the idea of the playoff is good. Yeah, you want there to be three or four teams that realistically could win it. But here's the you thing. you want that you want that for but sure. Here's the thing with, with me, like you know, with I like I know hindsight is twenty twenty, but I was telling people because I was at my dad's house while I was watching uh, the Michigan and uh, TCU game. I knew TCU was going to have a hard time of it just for the mere fact. They threw everything in the kitchen sink, like at Michigan. Granted, they got the win. Michigan still could have won that game. They could have. That's what's crazy about that. Still, that. They, they came two back. Big sixes, they came back. Yeah, dude, that was crazy as shit. Like, like, in the mere fact, like I said, they gave Michigan their best game and barely got by. Michigan gave them 14 of their points. Yeah. Think about that for a second. With those pick sixes. Yeah. You don't have two. You don't have one pick six in a game a lot of times, mm-hmm. much less two. And that's a one percent outcome. That. So again, like yeah, I said, so that's how I knew. Like you know, saying that I don't know, man. Like that that was probably an admiration, and like whoever they play, I felt like whether it was going to be Ohio State or Georgia, they probably were going to get. Yeah, it. I felt like that too. Um, like I said, this should have been an Ohio State TCU national championship. I don't give a fuck. I really don't give a fuck. Like, you know, Georgia, yeah, Georgia won it. Cool. Like I said, and in a year, I think about that year that Clemson lost to LSU. That LSU team is one of the best teams that's ever fielded, ever, ever been fielded. That Clemson team beats the shit out of about any other team 
within the decade that they played it. About that that twenty whatever it was like twenty nineteen Clemson team. Yeah, that team beats the dog fuck out of about any other team in that decade from twenty ten up. Twenty ten onward, that team beats the shit out of every team that won the national championship. Probably, including the twenty sixteen Clemson team. Probably, in my opinion. Um, you know, that's an interesting conversation, though. Deshaun versus Trevor, blah, 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 whatever. But like I said, man, that's the difference. Like, or, you know, and again, like, I'm not trying to sit here and act like Clemson hasn't had its share of breaks or whatever. You know, like that year they lost to Pittsburgh when we they won it all. Every team that was ranked ahead of them lost, too, so it didn't affect their seeding yeah. at all. But, you know, Clemson's had its share of breaks. Like, I'm not going to fucking act like they haven't, but at the same time, like, I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like that sheer amount of luck those two years. Look, I like that Georgia had said, this past two years. You had to go through Alabama twice. You beat Alabama twice. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I in like, like good, good, Alabama. good Alabama teams. Whereas Georgia got to beat a completely hamstrung Alabama team, and they get to play TCU. Who didn't deserve to even be on the field with them? I was talking to my friend Thomas. What? Uh, I was talking to my friend Thomas. He was like, I was sitting there, I was making a joke. I like, if I was in that, if I was in that locker room, that's the only way. That's like the only way you guys are gonna win is if one of you bastards needs to build a time machine and recreate Danian Thomas for 2001. Dude, I'm saying, man, like get get LT back. Jesus I was Christ. like, my homeboy Thomas, he was like, yo, if I was on TCU, man, I would have been like, after the third quarter, I'd be like, yo, take me. Dude, they put take, in they take, put take in the back they put in the backups really early in that game. I've never seen that in my life. Backup quarterbacks playing that early in a national championship. I've never seen that in my fucking what, life. TCU? Wow. Yeah. TC. Well, th- I think they put it. They took out Stetson Bennett pretty early too. I think. Yeah. Like they let the backups play. That was one of the craziest fucking things I've ever seen. Yeah. I like if I was a TCU player, I'd be like, "Yo, take me out, coach." Yeah. Damn. Oh man, I got a hamstring. Oh man, that's so like, He said we were just making jokes. I I would be in the locker room like, "Yo, we didn't win. I mean, we didn't lose. Y'all. I'm not. I didn't lose. Y'all lost." <laughs> Dude, I'm saying, man, that shit was rough. Like that game was that game was an embarrassment. That game was fucking embarrassing. And in a perfect world, TCU plays better, and it's a because again, you know, like the year that Clemson showed up and was like the fresh face, Clemson beats Oklahoma and then goes and gives Alabama everything they can fucking handle. That's what you want when a new team shows up. Which is probably one of my favorite, one of my recent favorite national title games. Out that game was phenomenal. Yeah, that was really good. That a 2015 game was really good. And I know I remember people. I remember like we lost and it sucked. But like people were like, "Man, the clock beat y'all." Like that was what that was. Like y'all, y'all were. Oh, fucking, dude, I, I, I at the end of that game, y'all were killing them. I was like, bro. I was like, I remember I told y'all like. That motherfucker saved and scared of y'all. Next year, I like he hopes y'all I like y'all lose about two games. He don't want to see Deshaun Watson again. Yeah, he don't. Yeah, and sure enough, he did. And, and sure enough, and they the first two things them motherfuckers did was try to take out Big Mike and him. Yeah, they knew. And then sure enough, like fucking Deshaun lit them up like a fucking Christmas tree. Um, 
I can feel good talking positively about past tense to Sean Watson. That's how I deal with this. Yeah. That's why how I deal with all his allegations. I talk about him in the past tense. Pre-allegations to Sean Watson. I can just enjoy that. Yeah. What he became later, hey. This ain't, that, that, that was 2016. Shit. Yeah. That was just a kid in college that was just fucking balling out of his mind. I can enjoy that. Now, reprehensible human trash. Yes. Fucking, so, yeah, man. Like I said again, I just... That game was embarrassing. It fucking sucked. And I think we should move on. Most definitely. Most definitely. So, coming up next... We got a quote of the week. And also, like the... Like the... The results of Black Monday in the NFL. A lot of interesting stuff, to say the least. You guys keep a lock on the scoreboard on Anchor. I was sick and tired of having terrible dates. I've tried other dating websites before and could never find a match. Honestly, I was about to give up. Never in a million years did I think I'd ever find him. Well, with GiveUpAndSettle.com, that can all end today. Hands down, the best dates I ever had. They sent me more matches than I could ever need. They showed me the way, and I finally found him. Here at GiveUpAndSettle.com, we believe there's someone in the world that is perfect for you, and we're here to help you get over the fact that you're never going to meet that person. We hate each other so much. I can't even look at him because I hate his face. We're not even gay. And we both are. With our highly advanced matchmaking system known as the Personality Aptitude Placement Enrollment Research by Algorithmic Groupings, also known as Papier Bog, we will find you a near-to-perfect match within seconds. I searched gamer and girl and got a 50% match. I hate snakes, but I did ask for a man that was charming. I was always into the shy and quiet type, and that's exactly what I got. I type in how smart, successful, good-looking I am on other dating sites and still never found a match. First try on GiveUpAndSettle.com. Perfect match. I typed in black girls as my preference, but I'm not gonna lie, I'm not the best speller. So I wasn't surprised when I showed up to my first date and saw nothing but a black grill. I'm not picky, I just asked for the hottest match they could find. Our love will continue to burn brighter than it. Nothing wrong with a black match. She's still smoking. Ha! People used to tell me there should be violins playing for me at all times because I was such a sad person. That's why I went on to give up and settle and ask for someone cheerful, optimistic, violin free. Almost a perfect match. I got a chair full of domestic violence for me. Close enough. We all know there's a lot of fish in the sea, but there's also a lot of people on land. You don't have to resort to fish yet. Just sign up to GiveUpAndSettle.com and find the settling soulmate you never even knew you wanted. We promise you, you will not regret it unless you do. It's completely free, money back guarantee. So what have you got to lose? Sign up, give it a try, you might get a virus. GiveUpAndSettle.com, we'll see you there. See for yourself and find your perfect match today. It's fast, it's fun, it's not a real site. GiveUpAndSettle.com So thank you guys again so much for watching. If you want to see last week's video, click the one on the left. If you want to see bloopers and behind the scenes, click the one on the right. And if you want to go to GiveUpAndSettle.com, click the one on the bottom and find your perfect match today. Day, 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 day. Hey, Tyrone, what you doing in Philly? I thought you was in Cali. Man, I was. But then they said we was having an earthquake, so I had to relocate. But come to find out, the only thing was cracking and shaking was your wife ass cheeks when I was fucking along with that stuff.
Oh, I missed uh, it. Mine, mine went straight to DVD, just like yours. <laughs> but it was lit, baby! What's up, guys? This is the Scoreboard Quote of the Week, brought to you by Nobody. Because we're broke. This was supposed to be a segment dedicated to people that say amazing things. But as everybody knows, we'll focus on gems like this. I would, but uh, I know where that hand's been. And this. Booties. They make sure you ain't booty. Holy crap, I don't know who the hell we think we are. You couldn't stay off the weed. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. So with that being said, here are my two favorite guys, HBK and The Arcade. Welcome back, everybody. We got our first quote of the week of 2023. I'm going to go first because The Arcade has somewhat of a serious serious one. And mine's kind of serious, too, just for the mere fact I, whenever I seen this, I was it, I, I was like this motherfucker spitting because I am old and you know what I'm saying I need stuff to be like the more the older I get the more I feel like Larry K. If it ain't easy then you know what I'm saying I, I'm just not here for it. Right. So <clears throat> this lady she posted I, I forgot it's kind of hard to say her name so I'm not gonna put her business out there. <laughs> she posted a status saying don't invite me nowhere with complicated parking because I'm a circle around and go home. And I was like, you goddamn right. Honestly, that's for that's real though. God, I hate d- dude, I hate like going to a big city. Like the thing that pisses me off is like luckily a lot of places like you can just pay for parking and it's all right. Like there's a lot and you just pay for it and you just drop your shit and like you're cool. But dude, some places just it ain't that sweet. It ain't that sweet. Dude, this happened to me over Christmas break. I like I was I was invited to go out to like this place called Gather in Greenville. Oh, I love Gather. It's cool as fuck, but the like the thing is with Gather, you have to go and like fucking um there's a parking lot next to it that you just have to pay for you well, just have to hold that ill well like the well, after like a certain amount of time on the weekends it's free yeah yeah i like but i didn't know that uh usually with me i usually go to like the uh bonds of course wellness arena because the hardest part about downtown greenville is a parking yes 100 well, it's one of the reasons why i don't go to downtown greenville. Uh, so when it, but my thing is whenever i do go i just make like a night or like an e- uh, evening of it so i usually go there probably walk around get some food before i go like you know the clubs or anything like that so I was driving, and I didn't go to the, my regular parking. I was trying to find something that was closer to there. Or I was going to like this parking garage. One of my homies tried to tell me to go to. I either kept missing it, or I just didn't see it. I like, you know, I was riding around in circles for about forty minutes. It was cold, and I almost got hit twice. And that was a sign of God. The sign to God I was like, you know what? Let me take this L and go home. Yep. Not this. Yep, I agree. Yeah, that sucks, man. Because yeah, have you ever been to Gather? No, I haven't. It's fucking cool as fuck, man. There's a lot of cool little restaurants in the middle of it. A lot of cool places. Like, dude, they have like a little German beer place. Yeah. It's dank as fuck. I love that place. Um, my quote of the week is uh, goes to Robert Griffin the third. Um, he goes, the Houston Texans has fired Lovey Smith after one year using two black coaches two black head coaches to tank and then firing them after one year shouldn't sit right with anybody. You know what? And that's a great segue to segue mm-hmm. into what the fuck we're uh, talking about now. I like, you know, as far as Black Monday, 
where coaches get fired, mm-hmm. you know, assistants get fired. But I want to talk about that one specifically because that doesn't sit right with me. It doesn't sit right with me either. Now, the thing is, I understand that you're pissed off that Lovey didn't lose the last game to make sure you didn't get the number one pick. But you got to understand, these coaches and these players want to win. I like, and that's the thing. Like, who the fuck gets paid to lose? Like you get like that's what I'm saying. Like motherfuckers get fired to because they lose it, right? Exactly. And, and like and you're three and whatever. And I understand. Like you know, what I'm saying you got to make you gonna have some. Uh, it's like, dude, you're still going to get to pick either Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, or if you get a wild hair up your ass and decide you like will leave us. You know the hot which By the way, me and my friend Zach have coined something. We call it the hack. It's called the honkies in the air club. And it's dudes that throw the football against honkies and air. Zach Wilson was the hack candidate last year. Yep. Fucking, uh, or the year before last. Fucking, uh, Davis Mills was one of the, was an alumnus of the honkies and air club. Fucking, uh, I'm trying to think of other notable alums of the honkies and air club. Um, anyways, I think you get my point. Like, I think you see a pattern yeah. emerging. Mid-ass dudes that they fall in love with their measure. Uh, Mitch Trubisky was a big beneficiary of the Honkies and Air Club. Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen. Huge benefit. Now, J- J- Josh Rosen played at UCLA. He's a little bit more legit than that, but he's still pretty trash. Um, well, so I'm, I'm trying to think of some other Honkies and Car- Air Club. Wentz. Eh. Yes and no. Um... Fucking, like I said, there's always one quarterback that's like a stinker that they talk themselves into. That just comes out of nowhere. And Will Levis is going to be the one. Jimmy Clawson was a famous one. Yeah. He's a tremendously famous honkies in our club one. Um, But yeah, like, you, you know what? Fucking, you know, like I said again, like they're just Josh Rosen, probably, yeah. Like, you know, like there's always a few in every draft class. Will Levis is this year's Honkies and Air Club candidate. So you gotta coin that. Yeah. So fucking uh, you, you yeah, and Zach, hack. I like you and Zach came up with that. Oh yeah, that guy's a fucking genius. Yeah, hack. Yeah, HAC. That's that's what we we're eliminating. So yeah, the HAC. Fucking uh, fucking uh, again, man. So anywho. The point is, the Texans are going to have their pick of whoever they want. Basically, it does because the Bears, the Bears are sitting in the number one spot and they're playing coy. They're like, "Well, maybe we will take a quarterback," even though well, everybody and their mom knows that Justin Fields is a quarterback of that team. But they're like, "Maybe we will take a quarterback, Carolina Panthers and or Atlanta Falcons and or other teams who need a quarterback." Mm, Seattle Seahawks, would you like to trade? That that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. They're being coy and they're being cute. Yep. Exactly what they're fucking doing. How about you, Detroit Lions? Oh, not you, because you're in our division. <laughs> but they're 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 gonna be playing coy yeah. with these teams that are picking in the top ten. Like they're absolutely playing coy with these guys. Why would they not? 
There's no reason for them not to be. I mean, they have all the they have all the leverage. They have all the fucking leverage in the fucking world, bro. Like they got the they could trade twice if they fucking wanted to. Dude, like they got nobody's in a better position than they are because they got the number one pick. Said they got their quarterback for the future, and I think they're gonna have like seventy million in cap space this year. Yeah, yeah. Now they they've got to do some shit with it. They need wide receivers. They need a left tackle. They need edge rushers. They need a linebacker. They need a linebacker. Like they need a lot of things. Like they're 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 down bad, so they gotta figure out some shit. But hey, it is what it is. Yeah. I so like, you know, like I said, I like, I know like getting back to Lovey Smith. <clears throat> embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Like it's Ill, it's embarrassing just for the mere fact. And I, I never want to put because what Robert Griffin the third said. I you know me, Ryan. I hate to use race like on this show because I but at the same time. I mean, where's the fucking lie? Dude, here's the thing, man. What pisses me off about that is the Texans is that was one of the least attractive jobs. Yeah. Right? In the world. The only reason Lovey Smith got it because they got such backlash from firing the previous coach and y'all didn't have that he didn't have nothing to work with. So here's the thing. The prior coach, I can't even remember. Cully. Yeah, David Cully. Yeah, David Cully. Yeah, I couldn't remember his name. Um, so here's the thing that pisses me off about the state of the NFL. The black head coaches already the black coaches in general don't get enough opportunities as is. What happens is it feels really bad when black coaches get hired in places like that mm-hmm. where no decent like white candidate would go yeah like like just because like that's a shit job that's a shit job that's like a you're you're gonna fail yes like let me put you like this kevin o'connell took the vikings job last Mm -hmm. year which has justin jefferson dalvin cook kurt thuggins whatever but that but he's he's more well thought of than he should be so you know but that's just a better situation right so you have that and um you know that's all fine well and good you know for kevin o'connell thing is david cully has to take crappier opportunities yes because he's not realistically offered better opportunities but here's the thing he wasn't even really offered opportunities like so like somebody was sitting there saying like one a reporter or some analyst i guess who like you know was I guess we knew him. He was like, dude, this is one and one and only opportunity of him being a head coach. Yeah. If he didn't take this job, he was never going to be a right, head coach. Right, right, right. Exactly. And that's that's my entire point. Is that guy isn't seriously considered anywhere else. Yeah. Lovey Smith is probably well, wildly respected. Well, the thing is, Lovey Smith probably already had his last chance at being a head coach. Yeah. That's why he was given this opportunity. Because he knew that, like, hey, I'm an okay college coach, but like I'm a damn good DC. Yeah, like you know, and again, he was a good coach for the Bears for a while, but you know, couldn't quite get it done. But you know, he's just old school. And the thing is, like I said, you get you don't get a whole lot of opportunities as a man of color, you know, in that space. Those guys have to take whatever opportunities they can get and it sucks to see that race is leveraged into forcing like 
these black head coaches to take these subpar opportunities. And then, like, that that's a problem in and of itself. A horrendous one. But then, then, too, you put them in a position to fail because your franchise is a dumpster fire. And then you punish them. You scapegoat them and you go, hey, we need you to tank. Bye. That's what it is. They hire these dudes, put them in unwinnable situations, and then they're fucking mad. And they kick them to the curb. So they can go hire their attractive white candidate like Brian Dable or... Kevin O'Connell. Shout out to Brian Dable because Brian Dable is actually pretty good. Yeah, Brian Dable is a great coach, but Kevin O'Connell, who also is a good coach, yeah, you know what I'm saying, clearly deserves his opportunity. But again, like I said, but you have some shit to work there, work with there. Yes, there now Brian Dable, not really. <laughs> I'll say the Giants, that job sucked. Yeah, you know. But again, like I said, my, my thing is like enjoy Taylor made up a really good point. Like you know. I want to say earlier this week, she was like, what's the difference between last year when the Lions were sucking and you seen some shit there than when Lovey Smith was sucking with them this year and you clearly seen some shit there. It wasn't like the yeah. like, it wasn't like the Texans were getting blown out. They just no. knew that they just knew they just didn't have enough. They didn't have enough. It's the same thing. Yeah, it's embarrassing. Lovey Smith. So here's why the dude so here's why I thought that they hired Lovey Smith. I thought Lovey Smith was a good PR thing yeah, for, for multiple for, reasons. For David Cully. For David Cully, one, but two, the Deshaun Watson thing that you're you're you had to trade that guy away. The fact that you found a team that would trade for him after all that like bullshit goes down, like that is a PR nightmare. Yeah. Like, the whole thing. And then you hire David Culley. He steps into the worst situation in the NFL. It's not even close. It's the worst situation in the NFL. He gets fired. Okay. Well, that looks kind of bad. We hired a black coach and then... Didn't have to give him nothing to work with. Didn't give him nothing to work with and then we fired him. Okay, that looks kind of bad. So, we'll hire another black coach and one that's well-respected. So, I thought that this was PR rehabilitation on two fronts. And nope, nope. They got, like I said, I don't know if they fired him because he won the last game or because, but regardless, it was gross. My thing is this like, how are you going to fire Lovey Smith, but the general manager gets to stay? Like Nick Casario, I think. Yeah. Like, this dude is about to hire his third head coach. Who the fuck gets to do that? Yeah, no. That just not like, if you're going to tear it down, tear it down everywhere because he hasn't been doing his job either. Yeah, exactly. It's fucking dog shit. And it starts from the top. It starts with him. I like, you know, saying you ain't you ain't put none of these guys in a position like, you know, saying to win at all. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Like I said, again, the shorter leashes, man, for like people of color in this I like, space. And, like, and here's the thing. I like, and if you think that, like, you know, saying we're just playing the race card, look, Mike Tomlin hasn't had a losing season like in Pittsburgh, and there's still people talking about, well, you ain't win no Super Bowl. I thought, look, there's still people talking about He hadn't won Super Bowl since blah, 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 like, you I know. Like, and there's people talking about, man, maybe we should move. There's Pittsburgh Steelers fans, as Ryan would call them, honky Pittsburgh Steelers fans talking about something. We should probably move on from Mike Tomlin. What? That's goofy. That's goofy as shit. I take I take I take Mike Tomlin. I take Mike Tomlin a hundred times out of hundred. I think he's one of the top five coaches in the league. I think the only people that don't think that are fucking stupid. 
I think that he's one of the best coaches in the league. I think in the NFL it is hard as shit. When you think about some of the shit Mike Tomlin's had to deal with, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, Ben Roethlisberger, old Ben Roethlisberger, like fucking no O-line this year. Fucking like Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett. Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky. Like, my God. Like, what the fuck? Mike Tomlin's a damn good coach. And like, here's my thing. Like, I tell I tell those same people. I like, damn. I like you guys wasn't even this harsh with Bill Cower. Yeah, and Bill like Cower Bi- followed Chuck Knoll. Like Bill Cower followed Chuck Knoll. No, and had losing seasons. Mm-hmm. Quite a few of them. Quite a few of them. Yeah, it's very stupid. But fucking again, like I said, man, it's just a bummer. Um, outside of the, outside of the. Um, the obvious really bad gross firing of Lovey Smith. The Cliff Kingsbury thing was very funny. Like to get on to a more positive note. I mean, we knew that was happening. That shit was funny as hell. Cliff Kingsbury's doo doo. But the be I like I, I I like, you know, I got HBO Max and I was watching Hard Knocks in season. Mm-hmm. I like to get to see get to see how he is as a person. I am a fan of Cliff Kingsbury, the person, not the coach, though. Right, he's a chill guy. Like I've always liked Cliff Kingsbury as a dude. Yeah, um, that doesn't surprise me at all. Like he's, you know, he says all the right things and he seems chill. But yeah, so I like I watch that because I like how like you know they have stuff like that, so you get like a different perspective to get to know them a little bit. I'm a fan of Cliff Kingsbury, the person, the yeah. coach, not so much. I like, and besides, need to be done. I like four years. With the talent that you got there, you couldn't get it done. I like it, it was time. Yeah, like you and Kyler can't get along. It's time. Yeah, it's fine. Like, like keep it rolling. So you made a choice. You paid the quarterback. You, you and the quarterback are not on the same page. Yeah, you're not on the same page. Like the the quarterback is more the player. The, that's the thing that a lot of people don't understand. Mo in most situations. Unless a coach is a certain type of guy. Like Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick, um, Mike Tomlin, um, you know, Andy Reid, which hell hell, Andy Andy Reid isn't more valuable than his quarterback. Yeah. You know, they, they, and the, they're like Pete, Bill Walsh, Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll. Like there are certain guys that like are high caliber coaches mm-hmm. that are more valuable than the players. 95% of situations, the players matter more than the, the yeah. fucking coach. 95%. And, and and I'm going to tell you something. In most situations, there's a player that is comparably valuable, if not more valuable, or sl- only slightly less valuable. Bill Belichick's player was Tom Brady, obviously. Fucking Bill Walsh's player was Joe Montana mm-hmm. and Jerry Rice. You know, he had two of those guys. Mm-hmm. Fucking, uh, you know. Well, actually, he had. He, he also had Charles Haley too. Yeah, he did. He did. And Ronnie Lott. Yeah, Ronnie Lott. Like those all guys. But those guys were not bigger than him. Though yeah. they weren't. Like Jerry Rice and Joe Montana were yeah. maybe bigger than him. Um, you know, fucking. That, like I said, any historic coach, like you can look at, usually look at a player or two. Um, that was Jimmy Johnson with the triplets. Yeah, the triplets were like probably bigger than him. Um, we're on the same or around the same tier as him. Fucking, uh, you know, like I said, man, you just you have to just know what it is. Mm-hmm. And so 
again, like Kyler Murray is more valuable than Cliff Kingsbury. You just, uh, especially, especially with the money that you gave him. You just gave him that money. You committed to him long term. So there you go. Um, that made you when they paid him this offseason and it was like, okay, either Cliff Kingsbury wins this year or they fire him. That's exactly and that's, that's basically, it was do or die. Yeah, that's basically what happened. So but, like you were gonna die with Kyler Murray. Yeah. I said like it's unfortunate that he got hurt. Yeah. But he was having career lows and everything anyway. Yeah, he was struggling this year anyways. So well, they also had they also got ravaged with injuries. Hollywood Brown went down. I like Nuke missed the front days. half front half of the season. Fucking Hollywood Brown was out most of the year. Fucking uh you know Zach Ertz got hurt. Zach Ertz was hurt most of the year. Fucking uh, their offensive line was decimated. Yeah, just <laughs> Like, that was an untenable season, basically. You know, J.J. Watt, man. Shout out J.J. Watt, man. Uh, Great career, though. Fucking, um, he could have definitely went somewhere else. And he was still playing at a high level. Yeah. That's always crazy, man, when, like, the guy like that is, like, that retires and he still is. J.J. Watt is going out, like. Almost as good as he was. Yeah, like, that's crazy, man. Like, he's, yeah, like an old JJ Watt, still probably better than seventy five percent of the league. Yeah, yeah, that's what's crazy about that. I like for the young kids because I know uh, TJ Watt was on uh, I Am Athlete, and they were asking, "So who you think who you think is better, you or your uh, brother?" You talk about me, me or JJ? You're like, yeah. He was like. I don't think people for, uh, people uh, like you know really understand. I understand like they probably forgot how great my brother was mm-hmm. for like a five or six year period. Like you can make a case that he was not only he was probably the best defensive player uh, player in football. You could probably say he was probably one of the top five, one of the best players in football. That's how great JJ Watt was. Yeah, he was true. a monster. Yeah, he was really good. Um, so yeah, man. Like I said, dude. Again, absolutely tremendous. Tremendous. I, so I, I, I had a feeling, you know, saying well, once his son was born, I like, you know, it was usually mm-hmm. the priorities change. Priorities change. Um. So, but yeah, like I said, the Cardinals. Um. Who else got fired? Do Do you have any other notable, like, really notable names outside of like? I mean, there's a lot of rumblings. Yeah, they they, they talk about Sean McVay. It's Sean like, McVay's thinking about retiring. That don't have, he he ain't getting fired. Yeah, he ain't getting fired, but like he's thinking about he's thinking about retiring. Um, no, for another thing, Wild Card Weekend. You heard it here first, and I've been hearing a lot of rumblings too. I like Dallas Cowboys, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mike McCarthy's coaching for his job. I like if he don't if he don't beat Tampa Bay like this Monday. Well, they're just gonna go hire Sean Payton. Exactly. That's, that's like, they want. So this is where Sean Payton came from. Mm-hmm. So like he wants that team bad. So like you know he retired from the Saints because he just was it was time. Like Drew Brees was gone. Nah, Drew Brees was gone. He's like I'm good. Fuck that. So, yeah, Sean Payton's a fucking coke weasel. I, like, I hate him. So I know for us, I like, you know, <clears throat> Robert Salas safe and Joe Douglas is safe, but like they rumblings about our OC Mike LaFleur. They, y'all should get rid of him. He's a bum. Yeah, he's he a sucks. fucking idiot. He's a fucking idiot. Yeah, he fucking sucks. Oh, he's three, three weeks without a touchdown. You know what I'm saying? You got people like Elijah Moore and you can't find ways to give him the football. Gary Wilson's a stud. What are you doing? What are you fucking doing? Yeah. What are you doing? Very, very bad. Very, very bad. bad. So it was a, but like either because I know people were 
and like people uh talking about robert salas saying he's gonna stick by him i was like bro that man about to get you fired cuz yep so it's either that or they they get like a veteran presence to help him like you know what i'm saying get somebody in there to help him yeah you get like Derek carr or somebody like that that's real good with x's nose like yeah. Derek carr maybe you know, or like a, or like you know say like an offensive consultant yeah passing game coordinator like you know somebody with some experience you know my michael floor ain't it oh yeah you were talking about i, I was thinking about zach Wilson. sorry like you were talking about matt before yeah michael floor is trash fuck him he's garbage um dude they're they're actually man i saw a really funny thing some fucking packers fans were crying about they should fire fucking lafleur their lafleur matt lafleur i was like the dude's won 13 games every year he's been a head coach except this year, and they barely missed the playoffs. Packers fans are delusional, spoiled children. Yes. They are they are dumb fucks. Mm-hmm. They they've the 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 success of the last 20 years has absolutely poisoned their brains. They do not understand Sad, dude, what it's like for the rest of us. Oh uh, bro, they'd be delusional just for the mere fact like they like you be hearing people like Christian Watson starting to come on or like now they get like in this head that like oh man like next year he's going to be a top receiver or like that's not how that it's works. like bro like give it a second like let it breathe like he got hot a couple weeks like he's very physically talented he could develop into some sort of thing give it a second don't overreact there's not a lot of dudes that step on the field and do what Justin Jefferson and Tamar Chase did yeah where it's just like okay, I got a world beater. Yeah, like or like Randy Moss. That just that's not Christian Watson's nice. Just give it, just give it a minute. Listen, my my thing is all I shit. And Garrett Wilson. I mean Garrett Wilson had terrible quarterback play and still got eleven hundred yards. What a stud! What a, a stud! Chris, Chris Olave had fucking terrible quarterback play and got a thousand yards. Yeah. What a stud! That's what I'm saying, man. Like Christian Watson. You had Aaron Rodgers. You had Aaron Rodgers. Now, granted, Aaron's a little washed. Whatever, though. Like, you still, he's still Aaron Rodgers. Like, come on now. I think that the Packers are about at the point where, like, quite frankly, like, because Aaron Rodgers is about to take that $60 million. People are talking about him retiring. I'm like, shit. I'm like, he's going to come back for that $60 million he's due next year. Y'all are fucking high. He's going to come back for that. He might not. He might hoe and hum and. You know, which is crazy because I know uh, Jamal Williams wanted like his jersey, and he, I like because I know that was that was Jameson Williams wanted wanted yeah Jameson Williams yeah yeah and he went I think I'm gonna keep this, this one. one that's why he said and I was like I think he just didn't want to give the kid his jersey because he's yeah. a dick and he's a sore loser he's a sore loser I think but I think that like and, and I don't think he y'all you're in you're in a division. I like, you know, saying your division rival and the mere fact he don't know you like that. Yeah, exactly. If Jamal Williams had walked up to him, his former teammate, yeah, he probably would have done it. I like, yeah, if you knew him, like, like Marshawn Lynch, I like Marshawn Lynch ain't got no problem getting the Aaron Rodgers jersey. No, not at all. I like, Aaron Rodgers loves him. Yeah, well, because everybody loves Marshawn Lynch. He's fucking awesome. And they played together at Cal. So, like, if Marshawn Lynch would have done that, that jersey coming off. Yep, exactly. Exactly, bro. So, nah, man. That's that's goofy as shit. That's goofy as shit. All right, coming up next. All right, your questions are in, and we cannot wait to answer them. It's the first mail time of 2023. You guys keep it locked on the scoreboard on Anchor.
hear that crowd, yeah, your name is the time, bro. Man of the people, what they in line for? Main attraction, remember when I was sideshow. And waiting for something to go viral. I tried to tell them it was written. I tried to tell them I was different. I tried to tell them I was itching. I tried to tell them I'm what's missing. I always knew I was the guy, I never second guessed it. The stuff I'm blessed with ain't the same as what the next get. That drive and that hunger running deeper than the rest is. And everything I do, I must perfect it. I be restless. And I ain't never tried to be another guy. Disrespect the caterpillar, rave about the butterfly. What if I never made the. What's in the bag? Look, Big Mac, fries. Play you for it. You and me for my Big Mac. First one to miss watches the winner eat. No dunking. <laughs> one beat. Which me? Get in there. Off the floor, off the scoreboard, off the bank board, no rim. Over the second rafter, off the floor, nothing but that. Through the window, off the wall, nothing but that. What you want is what you get, and the title's today. Off the expressway, over the river, off the billboard, through the window, off the wall, nothing but that. You're listening to The Scoreboard on Spotify. What's up, guys? You've been listening to The Scoreboard. Like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash scoreboard 808. And you can also follow HBK and The Arcade on Twitter at DXHeartbreakKid and Arcade. And remember, you can catch us every Tuesday on Podomatic Radio. It's already 110 in the summer, and if it gets one degree hotter, I'm going to kick your ass. Hey guys, it's mail time. This is the part of the show where we answer your questions. We usually expect questions like these. Tell me about Spider-Man. Why wasn't Thor in that one? Do you guys think that if MJ hadn't died, he would still be alive today? And these. What the fuck do a mermaid got to do with coffee any motherfucking way? And for the love of God, you spell check. Take it away, fellas. Appreciate it, bro. It's that time. Our first mail time of 2023. We got three questions uh, from you guys. Core first question comes from Raul from Las Vegas. He says, welcome back, fellas. What do you guys make of the Carlos Correa situation? Like, is, this is going to be a third team that he tries to sign, that tries to sign into a big deal, and then they renege because of the physical. What exactly is going on with this dude? I like, do you think? And do you think this is bizarre? I don't remember a situation like this ha- ever happening in my recent memory. Well, so the thing is, obviously, like today it was announced. Um, he's signing with the Twins. Back with the Twins. It was announced today. Um, it was like six years, two hundred million or something, uh, with an option for it to turn into ten years for like two seventy. Um, thing is, he has an ankle thing, and he goes to the Giants, and the Giants are trying to throw gobs of money at him. 
and they were like, uh, everybody's trying to throw money at him. And yeah, because he's a good player. And they were like, oh. And then he goes to the Mets, and the last two weeks, the Mets didn't like what they saw. And basically, what ended up happening is the two sides were trying to like, like the Mets were basically trying to be like, hey, we need some sort of insurance for like your ankle. Like we need to protect ourselves because like your ankle is giving us pause. Mm-hmm. Scott Boris and Carlos Cray were like, okay, well that's cool, but like we still need to get Carlos paid. We need to like find a middle ground. So clearly they weren't able to find that middle ground. Minnesota. When they signed him last year, Minnesota was hoping to build around him and Byron Buxton Mm -hmm. and Royce Lewis, and that be kind of their little core, and they fucking build around those guys. That's what they were hoping for. And um, Logan Ryan, too, was another guy, um, I think, or whatever the fuck that guy's name is, that pitcher. Yeah. I can't fucking remember. I'm just having a brain fart. So they have, like... They have a couple guys that they want. They have this one pitcher, and they have these three guys. That's the idea, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they build around that pitcher, and they build around these three position players. So, um, he opts out of his deal because he signed like a, I don't even remember what it was. It was like a four-year deal for like $100 million, and each year had an opt-out. Yeah. He opted out because he's like, okay. I'm Carlos Correa, and I can get a lot of money still. Like, ha, 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 Lamau. He liked playing in Minnesota. He loved the town. So, anyway, so Minnesota was always hoping to, like, keep him. Keep him. But, you know, he opted out, and they just thought they didn't have a chance because, like, you know, dude, the Giants threw an exorbitant offer at him. The, The Twins can't afford that. Yeah. They just can't afford it. And then fucking the Mets turned around and offered an even more lucrative deal that the Twins can't afford. Yeah. But because of the way the cards have fallen, the Twins are like, so you're saying there's a chance? So they fucking throw this money at him and, you know, I'm sure that their people are perfectly fine. They have to know his medical history pretty intimately. Yeah. They signed him literally last year. So I can't imagine that ankle's giving them that much pause. So you know, like I said, I think that I think I, I, I think that was it was the path of least resistance for them. Yeah, I think it was the path of least resistance. I think nobody's happier about that fucking ankle than fucking being fucking sketchy than the twins. The twins wanted to keep him all along. Yeah. So there you go. You know, they signed him to a long term deal, anyways. So there you go. Like, good for them. Like, I'm glad they get to keep him, and they I'm do. glad his ass isn't in my fucking division. I like the the twins deserve nice things. Yeah, they do. They suffer. <laughs> yeah, they suffer. Minnesota sports in general is just bad. So they have so those fuckers. Those fuckers have nothing outside of the Minnesota Lynx. Yeah, that is true, and that they haven't been great the last couple of seasons. No, they haven't. Well, but the whole core is gone. Yeah, yeah. Since all their core core retired and like left and like what have you. Yeah. Uh, second question comes from Ricky from Tennessee. How's it going? He, he was like, "How's it going, guys? I hope you had a good holiday. Are you guys excited for Errol Spence versus Keith Thurman? Kind of a letdown considering the fight that was on the table prior. I think it'll be a good fight, and I think that Keith Thurman has worked himself back into shape. I think it'll be a good fight. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be an entertaining fight. I think it's a fight that we should all be happy that got made. Yes, but." 
100%, you, knowing the fight that was on the table, mm-hmm. you should be disappointed. 100%. Most so both things can be true. Yeah, both things can be true. I, I, and me and Ryan were talking about this off air. We, we know why this fight didn't get uh, didn't happen. Bob Arum. And yeah, I would say it rhymes with Bob Arum. Bob Arum. I just, and the thing is, I don't have any definitive proof of this, but the thing is, a lot of fighters that fight for Bob Arum have this happen and a lot. So, what's the common element? So, okay, you see a pattern of a dude having high end fighters not booking high end fights in appropriate manners and appropriate times. Bob Arum has a history of this. Wow, a high-end fight didn't get made and Bob Arum's involved? Probably Bob Arum's fault. Without knowing any of the the behind-the-scenes details, I would almost bet my fucking car that Bob Arum is at fault. You know what I mean? I was like, dude, there's a reason why Oscar De La Hoya left, Floyd Mayweather left, and Manny Pacquiao left. They all leave eventually because the way Aram is, like, he's so concerned with protecting that fighter's loss column and the that mere, he doesn't let them take fights. And the mere fact, like, you know, I, people going to be sit there and be like, oh, was Floyd and Oscar. I like, all right, I'll give you a pass for that. When Manny Pacquiao left, that was. That was an indictment to me. Yeah, absolutely. Because Manny Pacquiao was like loyal, loyal. Yeah, that's just who he is. So again, again, like you said, Floyd and Oscar, like they outgrew him. Yeah, certainly because they were like the biggest names in the game at the time. And they maybe to get paid. Yeah, and they were trying to get paid. So like I understood that, but yeah, like. They both complained about Aram not letting them book fights that they yeah. wanted. They both complained about that. So, like I said, and then Pacquiao. Look at Pacquiao's recent history before he retired. You know what I mean? Pacquiao was booking any and every fight he could get. Dude, I like when he left. When he left Bob Arum, he he booked the fight with Adrian Broner. Wouldn't have happened like with uh, with uh, mm-hmm. Bob Arum. He took the fight with Keith Thurman. Would not have happened under Bob. Uh, the fight with Keith Thurman at that time would have scared the fuck out of Bob Arum. Yeah, yeah, scared the fuck out of me. Yeah, scared. And the then fuck he out of me. won. You know, actually, the Adrian Broner fight scared the fuck out of me. Yeah, I, I was worried about him. I was worried about him, and I, he won I, both of those fucking fights. Yeah, I was worried about him just for the mere fact, like Adrian Broner was younger, and Adrian Broner actually looked like he was hungry for this fight. I was like, I was worried about old buddy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's funny whenever you, you like you tell fighters that like you know I I never told you guys like this story <laughs> I, a couple of months ago. I said I met I had the the honor and privilege of meeting Roy Jones Jr. So I like I I I, I don't know if I told you this I probably told Larry this. I, we were sitting there talking to him. I was like Roy. He was like What's up? I said I ain't gonna lie, OG. <laughs> Said whenever you fought, whenever you fought Mike Tyson, I was like, I was worried about your math. He said he laughed. He said I was worried about me too. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Because them old fuckers didn't have no business fighting in that ring. So yeah, but seriously, man. Like I said again, like that's Bob Arum's a fuck. And again, I blame. I I just am going to assume that the blame is on him. Yes. Until until somebody tells me otherwise. Yeah, until there's something that comes out. Otherwise, I assume Bob Arum's at fault. I like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the only thing keeping Terrence Crawford from getting paid is the man that you're under. Yep. Yep. 
Exactly. I like, you know, which is crazy because that leads into our net, our last question from George from Michigan. He was like, hey, guys, he said, I was just wondering what uh, what your thoughts were about Javante Davis leaving Mayweather pr- promotions and what do you see in his, from, uh, in his future? So my thing is Floyd's good at getting his people paid. Yeah. But Floyd is Floyd. Yes. I think that at the end of the day, I can't imagine working with Floyd Mayweather is all that fun. Yeah, I can't, just can't imagine it is. I, I I would just think like you know what I'm saying just a mere fact, like you know as great as Javante Davis is, you're under the Floyd Mayweather banner, and the Floyd Mayweather is basically royalty in boxing. That name is synonymous with boxing, and I felt like he needed to get away from that. Yeah, and that's probably just a hey, I need to grow and kind of do my own thing. Like I said, like I can't imagine it's easy working with Floyd because Floyd's still close enough to it and like isn't far enough removed. And, and, Floyd still has a tremendous ego. Like he and the mere fact like you know what I'm saying that like you said, it's, it's a big name. That the guy's undefeated, and if anybody knows what it takes, it's that man. Yeah, he's fine. He doesn't need. He doesn't. Yeah, like, and, I th- and, I, and I'm pretty sure, like you know, what I'm saying like there was no bad blood. Or, like probably not because they got along well. Yeah, because Floyd was like, I used to be here, so like that's cool. Yeah. Like, and I, like knowing Floyd, I'm pretty sure he saw this coming anyway. Yeah, he just wanted to build him up to the point where you know, saying you can do this. Yeah, and the thing is too, like Gervonta. That that's one of the things that's funny is like a lot of times you see fighters like they usually are under promotions and they're just kind of chilling. You always hope that a fighter kind of breaks away and gets like bigger than the promotion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like um, you, you always hope that. Yeah. But it doesn't happen all the time, you know. Uh-uh. Like. Uh, and sometimes the guys just or, don't or, have the business acumen to do it, and they or, don't have the good enough people. Or, or sometimes the money isn't right, because like, there was a point in time, like a year or two ago, Ryan Garcia was about to leave Golden Boy, and they had to, and Oscar had to make that right. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So there's stuff like that going on, too. Um, and then you had goofy shit back when Don King's dirty ass was in the business, and like he would basically... He wouldn't book fights for like Tyson unless you agreed to sign with him. Yeah, that was trash. Yeah, he's like like that way he would always have the champion. So I remember that was one, that was the big reason Evander Holyfield and him didn't fight for the longest for the longest time because Evander Holyfield's like, no, I have my own promotion. Like I don't I don't want to be under Don King. Yeah, Don King. Trash. He's like you're trash and I don't like you. Like fuck yourself. Like I'm Evander Holyfield. I might be a little dumb and I might not be able to pull out worth of shit, but like <laughs> whatever. So fucking um, you know, Evander Holyfield is still the fucking truth. Yeah. And so he just didn't want anything to do with that motherfucker. You know, and again, like so it's not like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But at the same time, like I said, like you have stuff where like there's a lot of little stuff that goes into it, like, hey, are you big enough to break away? Do you have the right people to help you break away? Yeah, the right people to help you break away and like you know what I'm saying? And all that good stuff. <clears throat> so again, you know, I think this is a good move for Davis. And like I said, I think that it's- after a point, like when you're 
when you're a guy that's as big of a name as Javante Davis is, like I said, at, when you hit a point working for a guy like Floyd has to chafe some. Yeah. Even though, like like you said, like Floyd has a good, like, hey, I was you, mm-hmm. like, once. And, like, you know, they had a pretty good relationship. But when your guy gets bigger than, like, like when a guy gets bigger, you know, and gets bigger and bigger and bigger, like, eventually, like... They want to do it their way. They want to do it their way, and they want to do it on their own terms. And the other thing, too, is you got to keep in mind, to be in, you know, combat sports in general, whether it be MMA or boxing, whatever, those dudes have massive egos. Yes. Every... It, to be a person to step into a ring, you got to be a little sick in the brain. What One, the- you have to be an egoist. Two, you grow up your whole life beating the shit out of people so that you develop a complex about yourself because you... I'm the baddest motherfucker in every room I'm in. I'm the baddest motherfucker on the planet. You know? Like, you get to that point. You know what I'm saying? And you're confrontational. Mm-hmm. Floyd's a 50-0 and fighter. You know, never lost. Fucking held every title he could basically hold within his weight capacity. Yeah. You know, like his various weight capacities. Um, Javante Davis is... broke pay-per-view records. That's what I'm saying. Javante Davis is <laughs> one of the hottest names in boxing and sleeps motherfuckers. He's exciting. He's fun. He's holds belts. Like I say, he he's on to a good a good start with the uh, Ryan Garcia fight. And shout out to him for his uh, for his victory over over the weekend. Mm-hmm. I like I know me and my homeboy Lou, uh, Lewis were talking. Yeah. I was like, I love Ryan Garcia. I don't think he's ready for that kind of power. I don't think he is either. But I will say I'm happy his head's back on right. Yeah. At least I don't know what this fight's gonna look like, but I just well, hope it's a fun one. I, I know Ryan Garcia just uh, declined the tune-up fight, so he can focus solely on this fight. Yeah. And for me, I like... I don't know. I think that's that might be a bad move. It might be a mistake, but it might... I don't know, man. It's I, I, we'll I, see the product, won't we? Like we'll, that's how we. That's yeah, how we'll see. We'll see it later on this year. But I feel like he's not seasoned enough. Like he's seasoned, but I don't feel like he's had enough high caliber competition. Opponents. Yeah, I like to be like, you know what? I'm a. I'm not going to take this tune up fight, and I'm just going to focus on. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. You know, what I'm saying because this is by far is going to be his biggest test. I mean, the thing is, like, and here's the thing. Ryan Garcia is a better fighter than Javante Davis. Yeah. Javante Davis has... And this isn't to act like Javante Davis is a bum. It's not what I'm saying. The thing is, Javante Davis bullies people. He's just so strong. Mm-hmm. He hits them and it's just like... I like it. Now, like, Ryan Garcia's a, a chin is going to be tested. I yes. Like, like Devin Haney said it best because he said he used to spar with Javante Davis. And he said very confidently, he was like, dude, Javante Davis now like never really did nothing to me like that because I could take his best punch. But yeah. you can take his best punch and like you know what I'm saying he has the box and like and he's not a better boxer than me. I like he's average. Yeah. I like and he said like there's the foot he said the footage is out there. He said, I'll give anybody ten thousand dollars to show the footage. It's out there. Yeah. Like uh, us and uh, Mayweather boxing gym. He said it's out there. I like and that kid don't has no reason to lie. Yeah. No, no, it doesn't. Like I said, so if Garcia's going to beat him, it will have to be because he's more technically sound. He can't get caught. Yes. 
Yeah, that's yeah. Like you have to know where you at at the in the ring of all time. You can't let, like you can't like you can't let Gervonta because Gervonta is really good at controlling space. Yes, and putting you in bad positions. Yeah, putting you in danger quickly. Yeah, he's very good at that. So. And like you no, know, he's like a shark in water. Once he sees that you're in trouble, he's attack. It's like shark, like it's blood infested water. He attacks. Mm-hmm. So you're like you have to be yeah, and you have to be. You have to control the range, and you just have to you have to control like you know the movement in the ring, right? And that's what Javante said like a couple of years ago. He said like you know he has to move better in the ring. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So we'll see. We'll see what we got. Hey, I'm excited to watch it because the thing is, like, I think that, like I said, I think that Javante Davis has a he is generationally powerful. Yes, he has generational power. I think that Ryan Garcia is more talented than him. Yeah. In general, and I think that if Garcia gets his head right and hones his craft properly, I think, I think, let me put it to you like this if Ryan Garcia, if you, you it, say you can fast forward like five years from now, yeah, I don't know how, how old Ryan Garcia is. He's point? 25. He's so, okay. You can fast forward five years from now, mm-hmm. you get a 30 year old Ryan Garcia, he's perfectly in his prime, right? Mm-hmm. Hypothetically, at this age, seasoned, seen it all, done it all. I'd like to see what that guy looks like. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. That guy in this fight, I think dog watched yes. Javante Davis. This Ryan Garcia? No idea. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. Because you gotta think. I like. I don't think Ryan Garcia is better than Shakur Stevenson. Shakur Stevenson is twenty five too. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Like Shakur. The thing is, I think Shakur Stevenson can beat Javante Davis yeah. right now. Yeah. I because Shakur Stevenson don't. Ever fucking get caught? Ever, ever. And he see. Here's the thing. You want to talk about Javante Davis controlling space? Shakur Stevenson. That's Javante. Outside of his power, that's Javante Davis's biggest strength. Yeah. is controlling space, and he controls space because of his power. Yeah. Shakur Stevenson controls space better than anyone, maybe named not named Terrence Crawford. Yeah. In the game right now. That is Shakur Stevenson's biggest strength. So he is better at you at your you, biggest yeah. strength at, as a boxer. He is better than you at yeah. Shakur Stevens would beat him probably right now. Yeah. Right now. Like I said. I, I think that. I like I said, I like Yeah, you know, like I don't think it's too yeah, Brian Garcia can't fuck with Shakur Stevenson. And really, to be honest with you, I like I love David Haney. I don't think David Haney can fuck with him either. Not right now. No. No. I think Shakur Stevens is just fucking. He's just a freak. Yeah, he's a freak of nature. He's he's so fucking. Sorry. So we were talking about Javante Davis having generational power. Yeah. We were talking about Ryan Garcia being more talented. Mm-hmm. Shakur Stevenson is gen- a generational talent. Yes. He's unreal. Yeah. Like you know, I just again. I think that, like I said, I, I think this Ryan Garcia, Javante Davis fight is going to be a lot of fun. I'm yeah. really excited about it. I can't wait to watch it. I like it. Like I, that's the thing. Like, you know, like we get this fight. Hopefully, we get a Shakur Stevenson and Ryan Garcia fight, and we get a Devin Haney. Devin Haney. Like, the Devin Haney, Devin Haney, Shakur Stevenson fight. We're going to get that regardless. They, they both. Have, they both have. They both have openly acknowledged that, like, we're going to have to fight at some point. We, yeah. we both know that. That's they both. I think they both are looking at each other, going, "That's my big money fight." Yeah. I think they they both know that. Yeah, they both know that. You know, so we're going to see each other eventually. Just a matter of when. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, but all right, but that's going to be. 
<laughs> that's gonna be something. That's gonna be something exciting. I cannot wait to see that. Can't For wait sure. to see that. All right. Well, that's the end of our show. <clears throat> we got AEW this week. We got Wild Card Weekend this weekend. We do. We do. Isn't the U.S. Open or something's on? Some kind of tennis tournament is going on this week. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I can't remember which one happens this early in the year. Um. Um. But yeah, we we got we we got all kinds of cool shit. Hockey's going on still. Yeah. Um. Fucking the NBA trucking towards the All Star weekend. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, about, it's about to get that All Star stretch. Yep. So uh, pretty soon, pitchers and catchers are going to start reporting. So uh, in a couple months. So that's cool. Um, you know, eventually we'll gear up towards our preseason preview like we oh, always do. Oh, yeah, because we didn't do one last year, did we? No, we didn't. We we kind of like took a segment. There, the, last year was odd. Oh, yeah, because like wasn't there like a strike or something? Yeah, there was like a little mini, yeah, there was a mini strike. Yeah, yeah. The, the CBA. Yeah. yeah, CBA. There was a mini strike that happened. And so, yeah, the CBA kind of fucked up our preseason preview. Yeah, it's Because, like, none of the free agents had signed. Like, Freddie Freeman was in flux. Like, there was all kinds yeah. of weird shit. Like, and by the time they did that, like, a whole bunch of other shit was going on. Yeah, so, like, we had to, like, do, like, a last second, like, fucking, like, you know, thing where we talked about that. I think we just talked about the Braves. Yeah. <laughs> that was our thing. Because you, you like wanted to let me at least parade around our fucking the fact we won a World Series yeah. a little bit. So which I appreciated. But uh but yeah, man, so like I said, we'll we'll have that we'll have that upcoming too. And then obviously like uh after uh, you know, after the wild card, you know, we'll have a an updated playoff picture and then we'll also uh be gearing towards a draft pick yeah central. Yeah, so that's always fun. Mock drafts. Oh yeah, like I'd be remiss to say like prayers and shout outs to Demar Hamlin. Yeah, yeah, that was one of the scariest things I've ever seen on a football field. But that young man has recovered. Um, I hope the NFL does the right thing. The NFL is really bad about health care for its people. Um, you have to be a tenured vet, which is three years, three days. He is in his second year of playing. So I am sketch about the fact that they will get him the health care he needs because the thing is you get five years of, of health care and then you get a pension after that. He's not going to qualify for that shit probably and hopefully the NFL actually does what they're supposed to do and takes care of that young man because that's one of the worst fucking things I've ever seen happen on a football field, genuinely. Most definitely. So, Most definitely. So like I said, you guys be good. Uh, so we're excited about 2023. I hope you are too. And we'll be back better than ever. Peace out. Later, guys.